About 20 years ago, my wife said, we should adopt. And uh, the Lord confirmed (laughs) that that was something he wanted us to do. And so we have uh, a now 20-year-old, and he has some special needs. And his needs have uh, affected our family in some pretty significant ways. His five older siblings would tell you that he is a wonderful blessing And they had to flex a lot and learn to cope with outbursts and uh, with people coming into the home to give services and to work with him. There's just a lot of contours there. And so if you have a special needs child or you have a friend whose family includes a special needs child, uh, stick with us. This is going to be a good program for you. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our Focus on the Family Parenting Team. And we're going to hear now a conversation that Jim Daly had with Julie Hornock. Julie's daughter, Lizzie, is on the autism spectrum, and uh, she's going to share how she had to let go of being a fixer of solving problems. It's completely reasonable. I think Mm -hmm. every reasonable person, every reasonable parent would have fallen into that mode. It's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But how did you manage trying to overfix, if I could put it that way. <laughs> well, I didn't do well at it yeah. at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fixer by nature, and I really, um, I mean, we jumped in very strong with 30 hours a week of therapy, running it out of my house, therapists coming in and out. We had behavioral therapy. We had 30 speech, hours. 30 hours a week. That's a full-time job, practically. It is a full, yes, it is a full-time job. And it, yeah. and doing all those therapies, you know, that was my complete focus. And I think the problem with being a fixer, like I am, is that that assumes that I know what is right and what is wrong. And, um, you know, lots of times the things that I think are wrong, which in my mind, autism was wrong. And I was trying to fix it and go back to that traditional lifestyle. And that just wasn't God's plan for us. And what I thought was wrong was actually what God was going to use. Mm, And I think that happens a lot. In families. Yeah. John, you can resonate <laughs> well, with Well, I'm tracking because mm-hmm. um, at about two years, we had enough concern um, working through some of the attachment issues through the adoption and just the headbanging, the screaming, mm-hmm. the lack of communication, the, the uh, sensory pushback in every sort of way mm-hmm. that we had a diagnosis from a, a neurological uh, specialist in pediatrician uh, work. And he basically said, he's got autism, I'll see you in a year. Mm-hmm. And that didn't sit so well wow. with us because yeah. for us the heart was, well, we're benchmarking against five other kids. He's struggling. What is it? What's the puzzle to unlock the, the well, mystery within? what Julie was saying, I was thinking of Dina because oh, you also had 30 hours She a was a strong and, mama bear, and we had three therapists every day coming in the house. We had occupational speech. Uh, all mm-hmm. sorts of therapies, yeah. and yeah, homeschooling five other kids. It was it was <laughs> just, a chaotic time, kids. and and yeah. it wasn't. We weren't uh, overwhelmed to the point of sadness. We were just sad for him because mm-hmm. obviously there was a struggle within that we couldn't figure out. Sure, mm-hmm. and that's part of what takes place. Uh, Julie, you also talk in the book about um, the impact on your marriage, you and Greg, and what that looked like. And that's heartbreaking, yeah. but it's yeah. it's kind of like what you got to do in the moment, right? There's no other way to take this hill. Describe what was going on for yeah, you and Greg. I, well, we, my focus was completely on Lizzie, and like I was completely researching, connecting with other people, just doing anything and everything I could for her because, you know, when a when a mother when your child is hurting, I mean, a dad too, you're hurting, right. and 
just that pain was so intense um, watching them hurt. And so all of my focus was on her. And then what was left over went to my oldest. Um, and I just, I didn't have the love to give. And I didn't have anything left for him. And I think what was so wonderful and I'm so grateful for is that he had made the commitment to us, you know, and to God that he would stay and take care of our family no matter whether he felt loved or not. And I think that's really just incredible that even for years of not feeling love for me, probably, that he just stayed. He put his head down. He went to work every day. He provided for our family. He loved me. He loved our kids. And it wasn't contingent on me doing anything back and loving him. That's so unusual. So many families Mm -hmm. with special needs kids struggle in the marriage to the point of it breaks up. Right. um, Because you're giving everything you can to those kids. Well, Danny, I really relate to and appreciate Julie's honesty about not having energy to invest in her marriage. Uh, She was so busy uh, taking care of Lizzie. And so there's a marital moment here in the Parenting Podcast. How do you encourage folks in that kind of a situation? And there are lots of parallels, people Mm -hmm. in the military, uh, people with extenuating financial circumstances or medical issues. How do we give grace to our spouse when... Uh, this is just a tough season. Well, it's not easy. I mean, really, in, in a marriage, both people have certain core needs emotionally and, and physically, and just coming together as a couple and ad- having the adventure. That's what you signed up for. And you're thinking, oh, we're going we're gonna to have life together. And then unexpected things hit your marriage, and then you're, you're, you're needing to support each other. And there are seasons when there is a spouse that is struggling with whatever that is, whether it's a child, their own personal things. Uh, or like you mentioned, military service or other things. The way that you have grace is looking at what does it truly mean to love another person? Is it because they're a benefit to ourselves, or is it because we are here being transformed in this relationship when we learn how to love another person? And Gary Thomas hits that in in sacred marriage, right? And uh, what if marriage is not intended to make you happy, but to make you holy? And so, so true. This is one of those moments. And in a practical way, maybe what you can do for your spouse is say, hey, this is a tough season, and I see it. What is it that you need from me? And when you're asking that, it's as if you're saying, hey, can I carry the backpack for a little while for you? I know this is a tough time. Uh, and, and then carve out moments to spend time together, and don't forget to laugh or play together some. Whether it's a card game that you guys play at night, uh, fake it till you make it on some of the things. Even if it's a tough season, find times to to put some of that aside and just spend together. Maybe it's to take a walk. Hey, honey, you know what? This is a tough time. Let's just go take a walk, and uh, we don't need to talk. We can just be together. And uh, if you have a the, the ability to do so, having uh, quarterly or, or once-a-year retreats for your spouse and you plan that out could be an amazing gift where you say, hey, I planned out a weekend where you can just get away and be alone for a little while and be with God and just have your own retreat. I'll take care of the rest. That can be pretty energizing uh, to your spouse. And sometimes uh, some people go to Bible studies and other places encourage that time of connectedness outside of the home so that they can get some respite from the demands of the home and then come back energized. A lot of it's patience. Pray about it and have a support system around you as well so you're not just constantly giving. Uh, the reality is this will be hard for you as well as you're supporting your yeah, spouse. Yeah, but this is an adventure. It's not what you signed up for, right. but it is a good adventure, hard yes. as well. Yes. 
And uh, I certainly get it. I, I Even as you were going through some of your suggestions, Danny, I'm thinking, I know somebody is listening right now, and they're thinking, can't do that, can't do that, mm. can't do that. Well, what can you do today? You know, start maybe with prayer. Just cry out to God and be honest with Him. The psalmist does that time and time again. Um, and, and please get in touch with us. Uh, we have caring Christian counselors here. It would be a privilege to walk through this difficult season where you're feeling dry and parched. And uh, our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. We'll have that in the show notes as well. But 800-A-FAMILY. When you call, just ask to speak with one of our counselors. We'll schedule a time. They'll call you back. They'll talk with you. They'll hear you out. They'll pray with you. They'll give you some resources, perhaps, and they can direct you to somebody in your own area. But don't give up. I mentioned at the start of the show 20 years ago, and we've had the team that you suggested, Danny. We've had a support team around us as individuals and as a couple, and we've persevered, and there is light that can come. It can get better. And uh, you want to stay together on the same page in this journey. And along those lines, Julie, I don't know how she did it. Uh, She's so busy, but she wrote this terrific book called United in Autism. And we're bundling that with a free download of the entire conversation with her. Um, That bundle is available for a gift of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. And the details are in the show notes. We'll hear more from Julie. She'll have a funny story about her daughter, Lizzie, next time. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the backseat. It's tough to be a step ahead. and full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.